This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 23. In our last episode, we explored what it means to practice loving compassion and listen to our body. And I'm excited to continue that conversation this week and talk about the benefits of meditation and tapping. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Jill Weiner to the podcast today. She has a background in internal medicine and is a nationally renowned expert in physician wellness, publishing several articles in Kevin MD and leading physician wellness programs around the country. And she has a specific interest on stress and the benefits of meditation and tapping. And I'm so excited to have her join the podcast today. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yes. So I am, I'm relatively new to the world of tapping, but I've been so amazed at the healing benefits and just how it can help on so many different levels, not just addressing stress and burnout, but also just, we were talking earlier about mindfulness and productivity and really connecting to the affirmations. And and I would love to hear more about your journey on how you discovered tapping and and how, how has that changed your experience of wellness? Gosh. Okay. So I, I, I practiced hospital medicine for 10 years. I learned meditation in 2011. And that was really my first exposure to mind body anything. Mm -hmm. I was very skeptical, not spiritual, didn't do any anything really other than maybe drink too much alcohol to to cope with stuff. And the meditation, it's it's the type of meditation that I now teach. It was just really life-changing. It's actually quite different from mindfulness, but really wonderful. And so I eventually ended up not leaving medicine on purpose, but following my heart and moving overseas Mm -hmm. to live the dream and, and did my meditation teacher training for three months in India. And then while I was gone for so long, I decided I didn't want to come back. And I actually felt like I had something to offer the world other than my medical skills, which I think a lot of doctors can relate to that. Yeah, I might want to do something else, but what would that look like? So anyway, so I was feeling great. And I, in my mind was convinced that I'm a meditation teacher now in this amazing tradition. And it was life-changing for me. And I'm like at the pinnacle of fixed. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I am good to go. I don't need anything or anyone. And then I ended up going through some really rough personal stuff that came up. And I was like, I am not doing as well as I thought I was. And it was actually part of it related to some drama for my meditation community. So I needed something else. And had started to realize, you know, the meditation is amazing and I love it, but it doesn't get 
get everything. And so mm-hmm. right around that time, I met a woman who was a tapping coach and tapping is also called the emotional freedom technique or EFT for anyone who hasn't heard of it. And I did one session. She was literally like, let me just do a session. I was like, I don't need it. I'm good. And she said, let me just do one session with you. I did one session with her and I felt like myself for the first time in months. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, yeah, sign me up. I'm going to do all. And so we ended up working together for several months. I did several packages with her and it was just really life-changing. I ended up working through a lot of self-limiting beliefs about love and relationships. Mm-hmm. That was another big issue in my life that I had not quite sorted out. And very shortly after met my partner who I'm living with now, and he's amazing. So it's just, I'm not like, oh, tapping will help you find a boyfriend, but it, that was, it helped me unlock some stuff that I was yeah. still carrying around with me, it helped me make a lot of decisions about my entrepreneurial mm-hmm. life. And just really, it, it works very quickly and it works very powerfully. So then at some point, maybe after a year or so, I decided I wanted to become a practitioner. So then I started working with my coach and then getting some additional training as well. And I've been working with clients one-on-one since 2019. And then when COVID hit, it was really for me the go-to tool that I could, because mm-hmm. I don't practice medicine anymore. And I was like, I'm on the side sidelines, like mm-hmm. feeling useless. But my, my, my whole thing is physician wellness and, and, mm-hmm. and for other people as well. But, and this was the way I was able to provide the most support because you don't have to take on a whole new practice. My meditation mm-hmm. practice is 20 minutes twice a day. That's how you get the benefit with tapping. And I love it and I teach it, but with tapping, you can tap 15 minutes once a month, once a year, twice a day. It doesn't matter, but you can get the benefits really quickly and feel better and, and have really good aha moments and insights without having it be this whole like taking on a new life practice. So that's been, that's what I've loved about it. And I've been working with the Mindful Healthcare Collective since the beginning of COVID. And I've been doing for the first couple months of COVID, I did free daily tapping sessions for people as well. That kind of got derailed by Zoom bombers and we have to get passwords and that kind of fell apart a little bit, but it's been my favorite thing to do during COVID for sure. Yeah. What a blessing. And I realized we, we both are chatting about tapping and especially if there are listeners who maybe they don't really know how it works. I'd love for you to just explain a little bit. How would tapping work and, and why does it work specifically just talking about the meridian points? And yeah, absolutely. So generally like things that you can use it for, there's two levels. There's kind of symptom relief mm-hmm. and then there's deeper level stuff. So the deeper level stuff, really working through self-limiting beliefs and all of that's going to be much better with a one-on-one coach, but there's a, so much you can do in a short setting in the, or even in a group setting. Fears, phobias, working through trauma and PTSD would be another thing that you would want to work individually with someone, but it's almost designed for that. That was the first data that came out was for uh, post-traumatic stress, acute and chronic pain, overwhelm, anxiety, depression. Again, it doesn't treat anxiety and depression completely. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh, just come to me and I'll fix it. But it can really help manage the symptoms. Manifesting positive things it can be used for uh, once you get rid of some of the self-limiting beliefs, difficult relationships, grief, so many different so many different things, managing any sort of difficult emotion. So the way it works is we tap on different meridian points. So these are energy centers of our body that are used in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. But instead of using needles, we actually tap just like the same amount of pressure if you were like impatient and tapping on the table, but hopefully not with that attitude. (laughs) And most of the tapping points are on the face and the chest. And we actually, what's interesting is we go through each tapping point and say stuff out loud about what we're feeling. We don't say positive things. We actually what I love about it is that this is where I I do love affirmations and manifestation and all of that has its place. And also I think we have a tendency in our wellness spaces to try to pretend that we're happy 
or mm-hmm. crowd out the negative emotions because they don't feel good and we don't want to deal with them. And so what happens is they end up just accumulating inside of us and making us sick or resentful or all sorts of things. And it's not healthy. And so I think that was one of the things outside of meditation that I really learned. I think in the meditation space, particularly in my community, there's a lot of, oh, we want to feel the bliss and it's going to feel so good. Just let all the big, the bad feelings out, but not really sitting with them. And mm-hmm. so tapping as we tap through the points, we talk about how anxious we are. We measure it in our body. I'm, I have an eight out of 10 of anxiety and I feel it in my chest. So we're really like focusing on it. And some people say, what? That's weird. I'm, I don't want to focus on the negative. It's the opposite of that. By, by putting our attention on it, we're actually, the tapping sends calming signals to the brain, the stress center of the brain in particular, the amygdala and hippocampus, and allows those parts of the brain to rewire the way they fire in mm-hmm stressful situations or distressing situations. So you'll be tapping on your, and you've probably experienced this. If you've done tapping your anger and you're 10 out of 10 angry or all this stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what was I angry? Because it goes away. And it almost feels like, I don't even remember feeling, I can't remember what it was like to feel that intensity of whatever I was just tapping on, but it's not spiritual bypassing. It's actually processing it in a very healthy way. Yeah. I love it. What I experienced was really, I just felt like you're expressing it, you're sitting in that you're giving it space and then saying, Okay, I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. And the moments of insight too, like, you'll tap and at the end, Oh, I didn't realize that's what it was. Or so I found that really fascinating just to see what it can bring up, because it helps you connect with your brain with your mind really in a way that is very different, as you mentioned, from mindfulness and from meditations. It's definitely very powerful. I first learned about it actually at a medical conference for women physicians. It was like a a little bit of a, like a hippie one, but like I was teaching my meditation course there, but they had a psychiatrist and a psychologist come and talk about different ways. They talked about EMDR. They talked about tapping heart math, a few different of these modalities. And they were like, this is what we use for, they work at the VA with trauma veterans with post-traumatic stress. And this is what they use. This is their go-to tool and presenting it in a very evidence-based way. So my medical brain really wrapped around that. And I love, I love the way that it allows us like you'll be tapping on anger and then all of a sudden underneath that is sadness and then you tap a little bit more and then there's guilt and in and it's these layers of our subconscious that we don't even allow, allow ourselves to access and then like you're saying once we peel back all those layers then we get these huge aha moments as the tapping practitioner i'm facilitating my client's own genius I, it's not like my idea i'm just skilled at guiding them and supporting them along the process so that they can actually have these realizations that come from inside them so i love how empowering it is also yeah so true and it is empowering actually, it really just helps you find that strength and that connection within ourselves, which is one of my favorite parts. Now, have you found that with tapping, you mentioned a couple of different ways of using it. So there's the general tapping that you can use. And and then there are some things that would be more beneficial to work with someone who's trained in that just because as you tap into the trauma of it, or um, any of the deeper layers of emotions, it, it might uncover things that it might be helpful to have someone facilitate. So someone who's looking into trying tapping for stress or anxiety or, or just trying to find a a different way of managing their overwhelm Mm -hmm. and productivity, what would be a way for them to get started? And then how would they recognize when at this time, I probably need someone else to help me through that. How do you navigate that? That's a great question. So I think there's tons of resources out there. There's If you go to Google or you go to YouTube and you type in tapping for anxiety or tapping for overwhelm, 
or tapping for insomnia. There will be a bunch of stuff that come up and it comes up and it's all free. And I have a bunch of stuff on my YouTube channel as well. Just search by my name. I have a, I, and actually I have an online course for physician burnout. So it has, it addresses several of the different emotions because it's not like I can be like, I'm so burnt out. I'm so burnt out. There's <laughs> complicated, you know, it's mm-hmm. multifaceted. So it's a choose your own adventure in terms of today. I'm feeling underappreciated. Now mm-hmm. I'm feeling frustrated. Now I'm angry. Now I feel exhausted. So it's, it's tapping sequences based on what emotion you're feeling in that moment around your experience. And so I think going to doing anything online, I, I've heard that the tapping solution app is really good. I haven't mm-hmm. purchased it myself. And I, I guess it's been available to healthcare professionals, but I've heard that's really good. So there's lots of resources to get started. I do free tapping usually once a month in the Mindful Healthcare Collective. It's a Facebook group. If you haven't heard of it for anyone listening who hasn't heard of it, just search for it. So there's lots of ways to get started that way. And I think if you're like, cool, I feel great (laughs) after 15, 20 minutes of tapping and it's usually group tapping. Amazing. And so that can be like live group where you're interacting with the human being, but it's other people present or just listening to a recorded thing and people can get benefits from both. Now, if you're starting to do those and you're like, I feel a little better, but all these other emotions are coming up for me and I'm not quite sure where to go. And I'm a little not sure about what I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to fill in the blanks, or I'm having some trauma coming up. I'm getting like feeling really triggered or panicky mm-hmm. when I'm doing it. And it's bringing up old stuff from my past. That's a really good sign that it's time to start working with someone one-on-one. And if you're just, again, trying to do the deeper work, that's going to be, it's a lot harder to get that, the, the intuitive connection mm-hmm. with your clinician, with your practitioner without doing that. So I think if there's other emotions coming up that are confusing and you feel all over the place, okay, I was tapping on sadness and now I'm angry. And now I feel all this frustration. And I'm not really feeling like I get benefits from it sometimes, but sometimes it's too much. That one might be a sign to, to look into going explore more. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to, to at least provide a reference point for someone who's interested in trying. And when we think about tapping as a tool to help with productivity or really addressing productivity tools come in to address like some of the overwhelm of stress. Are there, what are your thoughts about it? Is that something that can be helpful or what are ways that we could use it? So good. It's so good. I first off want to finish. I, I had another thought about your last question. Yeah. Like for someone who's had major life trauma and they got dysregulated very easily, they probably shouldn't try tapping without being supervised. Depending if they're just tapping on something totally unrelated, maybe it's okay. But for people who have major trauma that they've been through and are still actively processing it, it's a good idea. And so I want to just make sure people are doing it safely. Thanks for clarifying um, that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. To- and so to answer your, the most recent <laughs> question. So I had so many people during COVID, especially at the beginning when no one knew it was going on. And some of them were healthcare professionals because I have a lot of doctor and, and nurse clients as well who would come, but they'd just be like, I am anxious all day, every day. And I'm, or I'm overwhelmed with how many different things I have to do and people to take care of and my family and work and school, virtual school. It's all I can think about. And it's Mm -hmm. all I'm thinking about. And I'm totally off the rails with how overwhelmed I am. Now that is not going to make someone super productive. If they're spending, if they're just like so ramped up that they can't regulate themselves, something needs to give. And you could say, oh, just calm calm down or just do these things. But if we're so ramped up, it's not going to happen. What we can do is use tapping for, even though I'm feeling overwhelmed at this, or even though I'm anxious about this, and then tapping through how overwhelmed we are. Like COVID was anxiety provoking. It was Mm -hmm. overwhelming. 
overwhelming. And so the, the idea isn't I'm going to get your overwhelm and anxiety down to zero and you're going to feel great all the rest of COVID. But what it is again, so that's not realistic, nor should it be. Loss of a parent. I'm not, their sadness isn't going to go to zero. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying for that. But what we hope for is a more like functional, productive way to manage our emotions. So people will have these aha moments of, oh, okay, so I'm allowed to have these feelings, but they don't have to control me all day. They don't have to be all I'm thinking about. I can, it's okay for me to be really worried about the people I love or all the work I have to do and also go have fun with my kids mm-hmm. or, and also go take a nap. So it, that's the, those are the aha moments that people have a lot of times when tapping on overwhelm and anxiety. It's, oh, this isn't really serving me. I understand why it's there and it's not serving me, but it's not also avoiding it. It's not like I'm going to just go and eat a bunch of food or I'm going to go busy myself doing something else to distract me, but not really addressing what's underneath it. So mm-hmm. I think it can be really helpful in that way. Yeah, I love it. And also just really embracing that we're we're not going to always feel happy. Right? There's in our human existence, we are going to have times that are tough and things that come up and times that are joyful. And, and it is just a, a mix of those and, and learning how to just balance that and to be in both without feeling like we somehow have to avoid anything that is negative or feeling something negative means that we're, like our entire life is derailed. And so being able to do that, I think is so valuable. And to acknowledge, even though this is all happening, I am still able to do this and I'm still okay. I think one of the beautiful things that I felt connected to in in tapping is we're not denying the truth of any of negative, but just saying, I'm still okay. It's still fine. We're going to be fine. And once we acknowledge that and we clear it out, then there's room for the affirmations. Then there's room for the positivity. So it's, oh, okay, I feel like I can breathe. I feel so much lighter. I feel amazing. Then we tap, once the negative is out, the nervous system won't reject it because if we feel miserable and we're saying, I feel so light and calm, that isn't going to go well. But once we do feel lighter and calmer, then we can tap through that. And that really helps. It helps the neuroplasticity process of those mm-hmm. savoring that feeling good. And that comes up in mindful, mindfulness a lot too, is hold on to that feeling for a few breaths, if you can, to allow your brain to shift into that mode. The tapping really helps to seal that in. And so there is room. Once you have that shift, there's plenty of room for positivity. It's just not toxic positivity. It's authentic. And it's, I'm just laughing because I've heard recently, actually, quite a bit of discussion on the toxic positivity. And I'd never heard of that term before. It really resonated how sometimes we try to avoid and buffer and just cover everything and make it like say, no, we're just going to focus on this only positive stuff and, and how it in so many ways, not just that, but in so many ways, how even just denying that can have toxic impact on our mind. So one of the things also that you said that really resonated with me was the impact on productivity when you think about things that aren't actually about productivity, right? Like stress impacts productivity, anxiety impacts productivity. And most of what I hear from people who are interested in looking for, oh, how can I be more efficient or productive is how can I do more is really what the question is. How can I get more done? And my focus is is really just like, how do you do less? How can you be productive by doing less? What is it that you're doing that maybe you don't need to do? What is it that you have on your plate that is just adding to your stress or to your overwhelm, but really is just a thought that you have that you have to do this, if not something bad's going to happen, but really everything's going to be just fine. And so I think exploring what are things besides true productivity tools that we can use that 
just really exploring what are even in, in fact, what are the thoughts that we have about productivity and the limiting beliefs that are really making us more not productive? Exactly. Exactly. You can spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hours a day thinking about how busy you are. And then you wasted all the time doing the stuff yeah. and wishing that you had time to do by thinking about how busy you were. Mm-hmm. So I had this, I, I like an Instagram post one time that I did. It was like a count, like an iPhone calendar. And it was like mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. Think about how busy I am. And like 10 o'clock, <laughs> stressed out about how busy I am. And at 11 o'clock, check out on social media because I'm, you know, so stressed about being so busy. And at mm-hmm. 12 o'clock, have lunch while I'm thinking about being busy. And then at four o'clock, I got to go to happy hour because I've been so stressed out and busy all day. So it, we mm-hmm. really, it's, if we spend less time in our heads about the things that we wish we were doing or should be doing or could be doing or aren't doing and actually do them, it's easier said than done, of course, because mm-hmm. I've been there too. But I think that's where tools like mindfulness and meditation and tapping really can help because we're also less distracted. And so mm-hmm. if we're like, oh God, I'm so worried about all these other things. We're not paying attention to getting our tasks done. And then we can actually go attend to those other things. And really, if we do a lot of the, there's a lot of discussion in the productivity area about what if you just focused on one thing a day or three things a week, or like you just had your areas of focus, how much more could we get done instead of if we do spend our entire day being stressed about being busy or feeling like we're busy and we're doing that hamster wheel thing where we're just running around. But at the end of the day, you go, oh, I didn't get to finish all the things that I wanted to, or any of the things that I wanted to. What could that mean if we just took a step back and asked the question differently and said, what if I only did one thing today? What would Mm -hmm. that be like? So I I think all of those areas are great and tapping to build clarity, tapping mindfulness and meditation. All of those are great tools to build clarity as well. That's one of the, another thing I was just going to mention is you can use, if you have two decisions, like two like possible decisions to make or two choices for a decision you have to make, mm-hmm. you can tap on that. It's okay. There's this one part of me that wants this and there's this other part that wants this. And, and just tapping through the pros and cons of each of those and the reasons why will bring some sort of clarity or it will bring up, this is the additional information I need. And it can happen quite quickly. So we don't spend as much time. Should I do this today? Or should I do this? If there's a question, so making major life decisions and making minor life decisions is are tappable and, and can really save time that way as well. That is so awesome. I did not know that because yeah. I do sometimes like I have difficulties with minor decisions. Oh, should I have pistachio ice cream or chocolate? But like that. <laughs> I know, but that's good. I was kidding about the ice cream, but it like just stuff, things that I need to do. And sometimes I wait time thinking, oh, I want to do like these two things, like what's going to be the best use and how do I do it and all of that. And at the end of the time, I realized, wow, I spent all my time making a decision. I didn't really get anything else done. So that would be a huge time saver. Yeah. It's all sorts of relevant. And then there's other ways, like when I'm tapping with people and they'll like, be like, I just had this dream and I don't know what it means. I don't do dream interpretation, but we can just tap on, I had this dream and I don't know what it means. And they'll get some clarity that at least works for them to help them sort it out. And it's also very fun and flexible and adaptable that way to be used intuitively, which I love. It's a very creative, co-creative process, actually. Awesome. And now if, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, is there any... <laughs> Is there anything you would tell them? Not necessarily change it. That's not what I mean. But just, is there anything you would tell your younger self that it's like the voice of wisdom from your future self? It's funny because I've thought this before and I'm like, if I had just learned, I learned to meditate when I was 34 and that Mm -hmm. that was my watershed moment. Mm -hmm. Like if I had just learned earlier how much melodrama and drama (laughs) could I have saved? And then I I always end up with the like, I got here Mm -hmm. because of the life I lived. But I think I would tell Jill, 
younger Jill, alcohol is not going to solve your problems and it might feel fun, but that's probably something you could think about doing some other things to manage your stress. And like those people that talk about mind body stuff are not crazy. There is a world out there that you are not perceiving. There is another level of existence that you're capable of and you deserve that. And if you just were a little more open and a little less close-minded about stuff, you might be able to access some of it, or you will be able to access some of it. I just never believed I could. Honestly, people who knew me pre-2011, when I learned to meditate, if you ask any of them, A, would Jill become a meditator? B, would she become a meditation teacher? They would fall out of their chairs laughing because that was not me at all. That's not my, that was not my personality type in it. I'm still me, but I guess I've changed a lot evidently, but I feel the same inside me. So yeah, I think it's that the doctor mindset of I know best and I have to do everything the way I was taught in med school and anything that's not that is not valid. I think I wish I knew that I was missing out on so much beauty and, and just a different way to exist in the world. Cause I was really unhappy for a really long time. It sounds like you've had an amazing journey. And so thank you so much for sharing that along those lines. I wonder what it would be like for someone who might be maybe not experienced in meditation or in a mindfulness, et cetera. And we talk a lot about that and about the value that like the huge value of gratitude and gratitude journaling and things of that nature. But I had a period of time, I I didn't do any of these things either. And so I know what you mean in that, oh, you know, what a change, but you go through all of that to get to that change. And I just wonder for others who might not have experienced it, or who's interested in, in exploring it, any words of wisdom or like where they can get started, just starting to implement that. Try things out. Don't let your have an open mind and try things out. Don't go into things trying to prove them wrong, but let the experience guide you. So if you, for example, I had tried mindfulness, I think is amazing. It was just never my jam. I never felt like I could do it. And people come to me to learn to meditate because they're like, I'm broken. I can't meditate. And the type that I teach helps people like who think that they're failures, meditation failures at doing that. So that would be the one thing I would suggest first, but not just as an advertisement for myself, but because it actually works. Check out my website and look at the meditation stuff. But Some people totally take to mindfulness right away and they do great with it. So are you feeling better? Are you feeling understood by your teacher? Is there a chance to have a teacher so you can get guidance and and support? And knowing that if one thing doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean that they're not all a bunch of BS because they're not everything works for everybody. And I think it's really important that we stay open. And also it's okay if you're not ready. I think that would be another thing to say. I wasn't ready until I was like all of a sudden ready, but my heart had to crack in half and I had to be at the lowest point of burnout that I could imagine before I was like, fine, I'll try this thing. Yeah. It just be open and the situation will probably present itself of what will help you. I love it. And I I love that you mentioned, you know, that not everything might work, right? Everything, there's so many options within even just so many different types of meditation too. So just exploring and trying different things and, and also understanding that this is something we're really spending time and energy and, and money on ourselves. It's our, our emotional well-being, our physical well-being, et cetera. So taking a little bit of time to do that, because one of the biggest things I hear too is, oh, I don't have time for this. It takes too much time. I don't have time. But when you think about all the suffering, all the struggles, and you think, what if it could be a, just a little easier? What if it could be just a little bit different? And so I would echo keeping an open mind and just saying, what if I tried this? And it did really help. And it did make things just a little easier. And there's so many resources 
resources really out there that you can try some of these things without without paying money if finances was a restrictive factor. But at some point, it is going to involve investment of time, energy and money to really grow in that is what my experience has been. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you generally get what you pay for. So like my, for example, my, my meditation course, the live one that I teach is quite expensive, but there's so much value and there's so much that it continues. To, I'm like, my students have me as their teacher for life and they have access. There's so much that goes into that. Tapping sessions are not cheap, the mm-hmm. one-on-one sessions, but I've had people tell me one tapping session feels like a year of therapy, not to dog on therapists because that's important. Yeah but it, it can get results very quickly. And ultimately, do you feel like you are worth it? And mm-hmm. do you want to show up in a different way? I do feel like a lot of healthcare professionals in particular to be mad at the system and, and to blame the system. And I will like 100% agree that the system mm-hmm. is super broken and needs mm-hmm. to be fixed, but I will turn into fossils before the system actually is fixed in a way that everyone <laughs> agrees on that it's fixed. Mm-hmm. It's so broken. And especially after COVID, how are we going to show up for ourselves? Mm-hmm. What is this what we want our lives to look like all the time that like, I'm going to be reactive and mad and yelling at my kids and crying or, or flustered or unhealthy habits as my bait. Is that just, I'm getting through life that way. If that's good for you, great. If that's enough, then great. But there is another way to be. And it doesn't mean that the system shouldn't be fixed. It's mm-hmm. just a, what do we do in the meantime kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's also taking, like you were talking about earlier, it's about really empowering ourselves and mm-hmm. saying, I-, I can't, there's so much, we actually, I was, we were just talking about the system earlier and just, there's so many things we can't fix. The, there, It's things beyond really, when you look at it factually, there's things beyond what we can fix within the system, but there are things within our own control, within our own life. How do we show up? What are the thoughts that we choose to serve us? What are, what are things that we will take action on that? will create a positive change in our life, changing it from where we are right now that we don't want to be and creating something that we want. And so all of those things we can work on and and create a change. We may not be able to change the things within the system per se, but there are still definitely things that we can do. Yeah. And inherently, yeah, the system failed COVID, but like for us because through COVID, but there's ultimately just things about being a doctor or that are just stressful. Always going to be life and death, no matter what. It's always going to be difficult conversations with family Mm -hmm. and communicating and all these things and and dealing with difficult patients. It's always going to be that way. Mm -hmm. And then all the trauma from COVID that is, it's unfathomable to me, unfathomable, the the amount of devastation that it has left Mm -hmm. in its wake. Even though we're all starting to go out and I'm eating outdoors now and stuff, I'm vaccinated and it's still, we have not even begun begun Mm -hmm. to understand, I think the emotional damage that, that COVID has caused. I'm in the middle of an article that I'd like to submit to Kevin MD about like, we owe it to ourselves to, to shift that focus back on the individual. Mm-hmm. Yes, the system and let's help individuals get the help that they need. And I think that is going to be even more important now because the the rate of burnout and all of the devastation before COVID, right? Because there was still so much emotional impact before COVID, but now it is, as you mentioned, a different level. So I think that we definitely need to build on resources and how we can support the individuals within the system. So that's that I can't wait to read it. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just finishing touches on it. Yeah. It's an introducing tapping and, and how I've used it during yeah. the pandemic because it's, it's not something a lot of people have heard about and it's so perfect for doctors. It's just like <laughs> a little bit further out of the box than the mindfulness is. And so sometimes they're like, Oh, I don't know. It's weird, but it's, <laughs> 
it feels weird when you're doing it because you're tapping on your face and saying things out loud that are negative, but there's nothing weird about feeling amazing. It actually, honestly, I don't know that I felt weird at all. I, what I felt was just this sort of erasing of, and it, it is interesting that we're seeing negative things, but it's really just erasing the pain. So I think it felt very empowering and amazing. So what are some projects or programs that other than the Kevin MD article that you're currently working on? And if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and get to know more about you, where would they find your information? Sure. So uh, my website is www.jillweiner.com and that's W-E-N-E-R. So it's not, it's spelled like winner that will make things easier for you in finding me. I have a tapping club. It's called the Haven Tapping Club. It's for women and it's basically $89 per month. And you get, there's two live Zoom group tapping sessions and then six Facebook live guided tapping sessions that aren't interactive, but they're still there. So six of those and then discounts on my one-on-one sessions and lots of other great stuff. So that's what I'm really excited about now and really providing a resource for people at at a much more affordable price. I have a meditation retreat and we do a tapping session as well coming up in October at Miraval Spa for women in healthcare. So all that is on my website. And I think that's probably the two main things to talk about now. But if you have questions, you can always email me info at jillweiner.com. And if you have questions about meditation or tapping, I'm always happy to, to talk about that. And some people say, I don't know which one I should try first or which one would be better for me. I, I love talking about that. I could talk about it all day. What about your YouTube channel? Oh, my YouTube channel. Yeah. Just search for me as Jill Wiener or the meditating doctor is my little tagline. And there you're going to find all sorts of stuff on there. So I do, we haven't gotten into this at all, but I do a lot of social justice, anti-racism work. So you're going to see a lot of my podcast video version of that tapping videos, all sorts of stuff in there. And then on Instagram at Jill Wiener MD and Twitter at JillWienerMD. Okay. Thank you so much. And I'll include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know Great. you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us today and all the wisdom that you've shared. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been lots of fun. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun chatting and, and I always love to learn. I feel like every time I learn something more, I learned about tapping for making decisions. I'm going to try that out. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Let me know if you need a little guidance. I'm happy to. I will. Thank you. And I'm going to check out your YouTube uh, videos and and the program. That's a great place for people to get started and learn more and incorporate more into their everyday life. So thank you so much for offering that. Of course. It's it's like my baby. I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited to bring it to the world. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.